Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Constipation in paradise. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelor in Paradise recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing all right. Before we get going with episode three, because people have been asking me this about tickets to this opera, which opens Saturday, I do have a discount for you guys. So I will link it in the description. Basically, it's a friends and family discount where you can get select tickets for 50 bucks. Which is That's very good, good for deal. opera tickets. Yeah. It's a great deal for opera. Yeah. But I do want to, this is just a, a word of warning that this is a Baroque opera. So yeah. wait, why are you saying? I, I knew you'd start underselling it. No, it's not that. Like, look, I'm proud of every opera I'm in. It's just that a Baroque opera is a certain flavor of opera. It's not like Verdi well, where- it's not sweeping Italian opera. Yeah. This is not a typical opera that you probably imagine. It's not La Boheme or Carmen. Like a Baroque opera is a different- beast it's a totally yeah. different form of opera and, and there's for, still love yeah and no, the music is beautiful the music's beautiful all i'm saying it's it's just a disclaimer in case it's anyone's first opera this doesn't really represent most operas that you're gonna see but it yeah. is where most operas come from i mean baroque opera was That's, around first yes and i am going to give a disclaimer to your disclaimer that you should not listen to her just go see the <laughs> opera I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I know that Baroque opera is not for everyone. Okay. Yeah, I just like to manage expectations. So shall we get going recapping episode three of Bachelor in Paradise season nine? Why the hell not? Isn't it insane that there have been nine seasons of this? It is. I have a feeling that even the people who did the first season are like, wow, that went on longer than I expected. <laughs> okay. So during the previews advertising this so-called poo baby... Andy, you said, how can they make something like pooping somehow not funny? They did it. They did it. They can do anything <laughs> if they put their mind to it. And we watched the intro again. I don't know if it was our mood or something, but we watched the intro and we were just in silence. And afterwards, Andy, you just went. Did I it? think that you don't like missed opportunities in terms of humor. Yeah, I think if you're going to go poo, you got to go <laughs> poo. Okay, you mean like with the intro? Yeah. I was talking about the intros. Were you still talking about the poo baby? Oh, I thought we were still talking about poo. <laughs> I thought you Sorry. meant like the intro video was also going poo. Well, I, yeah, I mean, it is also, that was, wow, it's a stretch, but yeah. For you, you're just like, oh, that could have been so much funnier if you did this. You are very good at curating humor, Andy. No, that's your job. Curating? Yeah, you're the curator. Oh, for this podcast, I suppose. You're the creator. I'm the curator. Correct. Yeah. But for fun fact, when we did, well, when I did Bachelor in Paradise Canada, you were there. Andy was the one who suggested what we ended up doing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was like, you have to make it funny. 
I don't know how funny it was, but we, I did something at least. You did the thing. It was funny. <laughs> okay, so we pick up with the men reflecting on no longer having power. And now we get a recap of all the couples, but the focus is definitely on Kat and Brayden and just how wonderful they are together. Oh, so you know what? You just know when it's going to last. Uh, and oh, this show, just... I mean, they're so subtle. Yeah. He's all in on her. And of course, we get the sepia tone flashbacks of her saying she's a one man kind of woman. Oh, la, yeah. la, la. Definitely so, going to happen. So obviously, cue Tanner. Tanner is very striking. He looks very 60s. Yeah, he's like a very good looking 60s guy. Yeah. His shirt, his hair, it yeah. felt very Mad Men to me. Very Mad Men. Yeah, like later season Mad Men. Yeah, not early. He's not that cool. And he's interested in Kat and Jess. So I wrote, he has a type. Mm. He likes him white. <laughs> <laughs> he likes him like himself. <laughs> Tanner descends on the crowd now to the tune of rock music. I thought this was hilarious. I guess the, the fanfare around Tanner is yeah, just how hot he is that he deserves rock music. God damn. They really, really emphasize a lot of hotness on this episode. And he pulls Jess to talk first, and he says he likes the blue because she's wearing a blue swimsuit. And she says, I was bloated today, so I put on a one piece. And huh. he says, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then she's forced to repeat herself. And, of course, they use that sound clip. They, like, remove that and paste it somewhere else in the episode yeah. when she goes to chat with Tyler. Yeah. This was cruel. Why do that? Yeah. And also, why wear a one piece when you're bloated? What's the point? Yeah, you had a lot of questions about this. You're like, I don't understand. Yeah, what goes on with that? <laughs> well, that's because I always wear one pieces. So, you know, sometimes you just don't want to be in a bikini. I pretty much never want to be in a bikini. Oh, I see. A one piece covers your stomach. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. Wait, what didn't you understand about that? Okay, I'm going to sound really dumb here, but I wasn't really thinking this one through. Uh-huh. And what I thought was that the cut of a one piece kind of like, like comes off your boobs and creates like a little gap. So it kind of goes straight from boob down to crotch. So if there's any bloating, it kind of falls into that bubble. Oh, so you're thinking like ruching. Because I think her swimsuit was sort of ruched in the waist area. Yeah, I was just thinking there's more ways you can hide it with a one piece. Well, of course, yeah. Right, but I wasn't thinking of the way it's obvious that you're covering it. Yeah, and also it's, I think, also a modesty thing. I don't think you have to be bloated. To, I mean, I don't always feel bloated when I wear a one piece. I'm just not a bikini person. Okay. Yeah. I learned a lot. <laughs> it's just funny how on this show, in order to be wearing a one piece, apparently you, you must be bloated. Yeah. There's got to be something wrong with you. Yeah, that's so funny. She had to say something about it. Well, I think she was just being super self-deprecating, but man, was it lost on him. Oh, yeah. I like Jess so much. Yeah, me too. I like that she's just like, yeah, I was bloated. Today. Like, it was just so relatable. And then he was like, who? Well, I thought it was what was funny about it was that she would think that he would notice her care. Oh, like, that's the funny part. Like, any guy would be like, why is she wearing a one-piece one bathing suit? Oh, What's going on here? okay. That's yeah. very interesting, because I think some women might think that no, men notice. No, guy, no guy's ever going to be like, what's going on with this one-piece? Like, I expected not a one-piece. <laughs> <laughs> you notice how I avoided saying whatever the other thing is? <laughs> You've already forgotten. Yeah, a bikini. Good. <laughs> nice. I said this conversation feels very whatever. Yeah. Tanner, I, I keep thinking there's more to Tanner, and, you know, they're really might be. I remember on Charity's season, I was like, Tanner, he just hasn't gotten his break. But this conversation with Jess left 
a little to be desired for me. And I felt, I think Jess brings it in conversations. Yeah. I think Tanner brings exactly what he looks like he brings. Mm, well, in. Which is not bad. No. in No. I mean, look at, yeah, look at him. He's a good looking guy. And so now Tanner chats with Kat and we see Brayden talking about, you know, how he's feeling about things with Aaron B. Good old AB. Look who's friends all of a sudden. <sighs> what do you know? How come we weren't shown this? This. Uh, of course, I want. Why wouldn't we want to? want to see that. I know that would be the most interesting thing by far. Is like, how do they break the ice? How I, do they suddenly become friends? I literally wrote. It shows such a lack of understanding of what we're interested in. I really feel this whole Thursday night affair highlights that the fact that they start with Golden Bachelor and it's only one hour long. Everyone's just frothing at them at their mouths for more. And then you go straight into paradise. They're grasping at straws on things to fill the minutes with. Well, I just find it hilarious that they thought Golden Bachelor was the B side. Yes, I know. That's what I mean. Like it shows. And then this, they don't show a friendship blossoming that I think would be a feel good moment, especially given their history on charity season. It just shows that they don't know what we want at all. You know, it's interesting. Someone in the comments said something that I liked. I, I had said that, that Golden Batzer was like drinking Tropicana for years and then suddenly having fresh squeezed. Yeah. And someone else said that watching Golden Bachelor after Bachelor in Paradise. Wait, sorry. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> watching Bachelor in Paradise after Golden Bachelor was like drinking orange juice after brushing your teeth. Ooh. Oh, they improved upon your analogy. They did. That's very They raised good. me and I and I folded. I once read, this is a really random fact. I read that I think it was Pamela Anderson or someone who needed to look look good in a, yeah. a swimsuit, not yeah. only one piece. Uh that Actually, she she wore mainly one pieces yeah, on that true. show. They all wore one pieces. Oh. You didn't. They weren't all bloated. Look no one was complaining <laughs> about that. Where was I going with that? Oh yeah, she apparently her diet trick, or maybe it was someone else, was to constantly brush her teeth because very few things taste good after you've brushed your teeth. Wow. Yeah. That is really that, that hasn't aged well. Isn't that funny? Yeah. How now that's like oh that's wrong but I mean, there was a time when it was like what's your diet secret it's a lot healthier than doing a bunch of blow <laughs> and certainly healthier than it would seem ozempic with all those side effects oh, oh, oh ozempic <laughs> oh, they really they st that song i'll never i don't even know what that song is anymore <laughs> It's now just Ozempic. Okay, so Tanner chooses Kat for this date, and she's like, yes, so quickly that everyone judges her for it. And Brayden is pretty openly bummed. Yeah. So apparently she said yes too quickly. I feel like, look, I'm not Team Kat in this episode. Don't worry. No, no. But I also feel like, to me, it's almost more work than it's worth when the person's like, can you hold on a minute? Like, Brayden, can we go have a chat? And then they, they do a whole like rigmarole sure. where they like get permission or run it past them. But I do think it is courtesy to talk to them after. I think so. Yeah. I which think she, she, she owed it. There was some real history, history. <laughs> they had like 72 hours of history. That's like basically five years. Yeah. Bachelor in Paradise. No, she, this was poor form for sure. But I just think that when people are criticizing how quickly she says yes, I'm like, okay. No, she can say yes quickly. Yeah. But she should have a chat. Well, this is where things go awry. So she reemerges in a Kelly Green two-piece set. Two pieces, Andy. Two pieces, but she's not bloated. <laughs> she walks towards Brayden 
and this big day bed where everyone is. But Brayden's there and she walks towards him and he's like, you look nice. And she just walks right past yeah, him. Yeah, what was going on? Was that a cut? That didn't seem like a cut. It was he had the reaction of someone who got walked by like that? Yeah. And we rewatched it. I mean, we rewound it. If it was an edit, it was very well done. It was not a good look no, for her. No, I think she walked right by. I think she didn't want to deal with it. It was so cold. The only Girl. benefit of the doubt I would give her is that she was trying to be a villain just for TV purposes. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. So now we have a girl chat with Jess, Kylie, and others after they've left on their date. And the gist here is that not only was Tanner Jess's number one choice, but Kat is good friends with Jess and oh knew that Tanner was her number one choice. And Olivia is very judgmental of this in her ITM. And Olivia, I got to say, earns her keep in that ITM room. Oh, yeah. She's working hard in the ITM. Yeah. Olivia doesn't really add much to the relationship no. side of things, but her commentary in the ITMs is exactly what producers want. Of course. Strong opinions. and yeah, a, lot a lot of, of facial expressions. Yeah, a judgy lot of, moments. Yeah, a lot of like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Tanner and Kat go on this date. And as they go horseback riding, we hear Kat say that Tanner's so hot, she can't even focus on what he's saying. And for me, frankly, I think that they look so similar that they could be brother and sister. And then this brought me onto a new thought that was how interesting when people are really attracted to people who look like them. Hmm. For you to be attracted to people who really look like you, you've got to think that you look pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the ultimate in narcissism. I mean, I'm not going to make that leap, but I've, I don't know. I'm very self-critical and I'm not saying that's the way one should be, but I've never really been into people who look like me. I think that hu humans and animals and everything that's attracted to each other, mm -hmm. good sentence, <laughs> they're, they're attracted to something that will complement their genes mm. properly. So I think like if you really want to have good you know, Stop. vigor, yeah. hybrid vigor, you yeah. should be attracted to someone who looks nothing like you. Yeah. I mean, you would think. Yeah. Yeah. But, but no, not Tanner and Kat. They're nope. like, no, we've, we've reached it. <laughs> We're at the top, yeah. top of the food chain. I'm just going to find That's someone it. who looks yeah, like they, they could be my sibling. Better. There's no conversation, honestly, on the no. state. Not that we're shown anyway. It's a lot of, as Andy, you said, just talking about what they're doing. <laughs> It's like, wow, is, we're really in paradise. It's like, yeah, like yeah. we're riding horses yeah, on horses. the beach. Yeah, yeah. paradise. Riding wow. horses isn't that hard. No, it's just like a car. Okay, <laughs> let's have a kiss now. Okay, let's do that. Well, that's next. We're drinking next. champagne. <laughs> yeah, they sit, they have the bubbly and continue to talk about nothing. And then as she goes for a toast, he says, I don't want to cheers. I want to do this. And then he goes in for a kiss. <laughs> I thought this was like, I'm not saying I think it's a good move, but I thought it was halfway decent considering some of the transitions into kisses on this show. Look, the kiss was the kiss was already like seven seconds late. So okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, so now we have a quick conversation between Jess and Blake, because he says if he eats protein, it's birds. Isn't it funny that people don't consider chicken birds? Well, yeah, they don't fly. That's why. Is that what it is? I think people think when they think of birds, they think of birds that fly. I kind of feel like this was like one of those when you say, so like if you see the word green, but it's painted blue, uh -huh. it screws with your head. Okay. Like, like what color is this? And you're like, ah, you have to think for a second. Yeah. It's a trick. I think that's kind of what happened with Jess <laughs> to give her the benefit of the doubt. I think yeah. when he said bird, she thinks of things that fly. Mm -hmm. And a chicken and a turkey do not fly. Oh, and and sad? And they are truly in a very bad place because they do not fly yes if they could figure out how to fly which i know is impossible well, because they're in farms they can't they won't let them obviously if any chicken could fly they would get rid of that chicken yeah. immediately yeah they can't fly and that's 
not not helping them out. It's just it made me a little sad to think that chicken is so people don't even associate it with being a what bird. it is. Isn't that anymore, sad? To the point where it's just a meat. They would think of a penguin more as a bird than a chicken. Unbelievable. And a penguin does not fly. Okay, anyway, we have beach life now. Aaron B. telling Eliza he doesn't want to see her go on a date with anyone else. And Andy, you said she loves that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good Any, If you want to get in her good side. <laughs> yeah, Aaron B. took his notes from last season. He oh, saw yeah. what Rodney yeah, he did played wrong. The Rodney, the, he played the anti-Rodney. Yes. And Sean talks about how when he was a child, he was pure blonde. <laughs> Rachel's like, me too. I was natural blonde. <laughs> so you know what this beach is missing, said someone named Tyler Norris. He says, I'm thinking it's missing Tyler Norris. He talks in the third person yeah. like that. So the beach is missing nothing. <laughs> this is a callback to last season. We, we made a lot of fun of Tyler last season. But, you know, he, he didn't have a bad showing in this episode, I thought. No, no. He's, he's you know, once you start. You start really, really low. <laughs> you uh, got a lot of room. Everyone seems very excited about him, especially Rachel Reckia. And Aaron says something about his defined abs and how he's, quote, a hot commodity for sure. <laughs> Apparently what it takes to be a hot commodity is to have abs. This is a very, very superficial season of a very superficial show. Yes. And I'm okay with superficial shows, but I, I was taken aback by how exceedingly superficial this particular episode, episode. was. Totally, totally agree. I also find it a little, uh, I don't know, I would, f look, women deal with a lot of body image issues, so okay, but I just feel the way they talk about men's bodies on this franchise yeah. Like, if I were a guy going on the show, I would have a lot of anxiety about that. Seriously. Like, they can't say that about women ever. No. They never say like, oh, wow, she's got a real nice rack. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, is it, it's... It's a, not so different from not, what they're doing here. They're like, look at all his abs. Look at those muscles. Look at blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just yeah. so objectifying. I'm like, damn, okay. It feels very un-2023. Which in a way is refreshing, but also not in the ways that we want it to be. I agree. Tyler and Rachel chat. This is actually pretty cute. You can tell that they have an established rapport. Yeah. He also chats with Jess, who I got the impression was not interested in him at all. No, she wasn't. But she's being nice. Jess is very nice. Super nice. This is where they reuse the, I was bloated, so I put on a one-piece line. Notice we don't see it coming out of her mouth. I just don't know why they did this to her. And also, it's it was supposed to be funny. You never you never reuse a funny thing. Why did they reuse a funny thing? Yeah, she was having a moment of being self-deprecating, and it was used against her so ferociously. If, and if you're going to do that, she should have said it like 10 more times. Like every time someone talked to her, she, they should have had that soundbite. Now, Tyler and Mercedes... Will jokes that at this point he's getting used to this feeling of a guy coming down and chatting with his girl. And they say that they were looking forward to meeting each other. So we immediately feel that there's a little bit of history here. Tyler addresses the group now and said that this person made it very easy. And he asks Mercedes on the date. I no. confess, I was I, really hoping he would ask Rachel. Yeah, me too. I, was and I, I thought that was a little mean. To Rachel? Yeah, I felt it was a little mean. The, the whole, the, no one did that out of malice. Yeah. I just feel like, Rachel is is getting is a shafted is not the word I want to use, but it's not it's not a good thing for Rachel this show so far. Oh, I agree. I feel like they're not showing her the same reverence that they show other former bachelorettes. Yeah, I think 
just because maybe she's over it or she's just not the kind of personality that they want in Bachelor in Paradise, they've sort of relegated her to like B cast. Yeah. And she's kind of just once in a while you see her face and once in a blue moon you see an ITM, but she's not really part of the cast. They're like, eh, we're not getting what we want out of you. And it's kind of sad because at the very least, let Tyler go on a date with her. I mean, I feel like that's the least that could have happened. But when she didn't get that, I actually felt, I felt pretty bad for her. Yeah, I feel like what she has with Sean It doesn't even make sense to me. Like, I can't even imagine them kissing. I don't think it's happening. I don't think there's anything going on there. I think that's a a, a ruse. Maybe I'm way off. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. And I do kind of buy it with Tyler and I liked their banter and it just made me sad. Yeah, me too. Two ships in the night. Yeah. Okay. So Mercedes says yes and appears to just walk off. So she doesn't even seem to acknowledge Will here either. I find it hard to believe that she didn't. And so I wonder if either they are encouraged not to, like they're told that they have to immediately say yes and go off, or she did talk to Will here and it wasn't shown. It's possible that production was like, you can't do that anymore. That's a new rule. Well, because it gives them so much to work with. They get all these ITMs of people talking about, oh, poor yeah. Will. Mercedes didn't even talk to him. Yeah, Although, I agree. Makes no one is giving Mercedes the hard time they're giving Kat. For doing essentially the same thing. This is true. Just saying. And now we're on to Sam's bowels. Oh, poor Sam. This is ridiculous. I would bet my money that she didn't expect this to be such a major talking point of the season. And I feel bad because it doesn't seem to suit her personality. It doesn't feel like she's basking in any attention she can get. Like she seems quite mortified actually. Yeah. And it just feels like adding insult to injury that they're like, ha ha, now look, poo baby, poo baby, poo baby. I mean, there came a point where she seemed to be leaning into it a little bit. Like, do you think maybe she's like, you know what? I'm here. I might as well like really go for it. <laughs> go for it. Go for whatever it is. <laughs> okay. So we learned that she had taken laxatives and even a stool softener. So is stool softener more hardcore than a laxative? I'm not sure I understand the difference between a laxative. I, I think there's, from what I understand, I mean, and I did experience, I, I learned some things. Yes, had, had an everyone epi- knows. I had an episode. I did a lot of Googling. I saw some things. There are two types as far as I understand. There's one that delivers a lot more water to your colon. Okay. Or intestines, whatever. I don't know what's going on down there. And uh, that obviously helps get things moving and softening. And then there's a stimulant. Okay. Which gets things, I just picture like your whole colon vibrating or something. <laughs> but it just gets things really, you know, that and that those can be a little more violent. Like okay. I, I actually had an episode where I took one of those when you were doing a gig in San Antonio. And I'm telling you, that whole hotel will never be the same. <laughs> Wait, you took a laxative or a stool softener? No, I took a, I took a stimulant laxative, a hard one. Oh. And I had never done that before. And I was like, oh, what's the big deal? What's, what's the worst thing that can happen other than just... It's worse than just. Well, poor Sam. We learned that she'd taken the stool softener and finally felt it kick in. Yeah. But it happened during the rose ceremony. This is is not, I can't, you know what? I I can't even make believe this is funny. That's a tragedy. It is. Especially since when it was finally over and she had flexed every muscle in her body to not do it there. Yeah. Uh, she didn't have to go anymore afterwards. Oh, oh, God. I mean, and, and, and it is actually funny, <laughs> but, but it's not, it's not, it's not funny. Okay. So the doctor arrives now and says constipation is not uncommon in paradise, which is a great sentence. <laughs> constipation in paradise. <laughs> First of all, I believe what that doctor said. There's nothing about paradise that to me doesn't seem like it would cause constipation. <laughs> 
sentence was not what I was expecting, no, it, and it, it was better. It, it was took, better. Than it I took expected. a route, but travel first of all uh-huh. to probably another time zone. Yes, that right away is the biggest red flag, <laughs> and then your diet. What the hell is going on with yeah, that? Yeah. You're having like an occasional taco mixed with tequila shots. Ugh. You're going to sleep at God knows what yeah. hours. You're probably napping during the day. You're going through stress. You're sweating constantly. You're sweating. You're, you're just like, oh, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Like I guarantee you that I would be I would be her on the show. Mm, yeah, I, I think no one's disagreeing with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. Okay, so he says nine days is concerning and 10 days is drastic measures territory. And then here we learn about the poo baby thing. I don't think anyone needs me to recap that. So basically, he says in his ITM, this doctor's very comfortable in an ITM room, I have to say. He's good. He says the longest poo baby he's ever seen is 16 inches. And uh, the countdown begins for sunrise the next day because she can't go and get that done and then come back. Once you go out of paradise, you're, you're gone. That's you can it. never come back. I mean, you'd think you could get a poo removed. Like that could pass. Oh, I would think she'd be able to come back. Yeah. I don't understand why it has to I be I think it might be pretty, it might be like you have to stay over the night. Like it might be intense. But why is that something that, that precludes her from returning? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Maybe once you're out in the real world, like you can't be trusted to tell people things. <laughs> and here, Andy, you noted that Sam's poop story lengthwise is basically a whole Golden Bachelor episode. <laughs> There's something very wrong about that. Okay, so now it's the evening. Sean is giving Wells a down low on Brayden. We hear him say that he really likes Brayden now. Mm. 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 I mean, I, does the I told you so even need to be said? It's such a heavy, I told you so, that it's transcended. It's become something else. And I have to figure out what that is. Can we just put it out there? Okay, so this has happened with Thomas now and now with Brayden. If there's another villain that you are like, he's not the villain. He's not the bad guy here. Just watch. Just stick with me. Yeah. Like, no one needs to doubt us, especially not you. Like, you're not going to do that for just anyone. No, I don't do it for fun. I'm happy to make fun of everybody as much as possible. Yeah. But he wasn't a villain. No. And now Kat and Tanner return. And once Brayden realizes she's there, I loved how he did this. He, He perks up. He, like, dusts himself off. He looks nice, by the way. He's, like, put himself together. He goes and finds her. And he's like, hey... Like, how, how, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. You want to go chat? I love that he didn't just pout in a corner and wait for her to come to him. Oh, great. He just put his best foot forward and just did what he could. Nothing passive aggressive. No. Nothing childish. No. It was just the perfect mature way to handle that situation. Yeah. Which, you know, we quickly learned that that's not how Kat deals with things. Okay. So Brayden and Kat talk. She says that her feelings for Tanner are different. She doesn't see, quote, my feelings growing anymore between you and I. (sighs) Andy, you had an issue with this? It's you and me. Yeah. You and me. Between you and me. Yeah. If you take You and I went between a rock and a hard place. Okay, he asks what changed, and she says she's just listening to her feelings. She didn't think about him at all, basically. Hmm. And uh, he says he's not going to beg someone to want him, and she says she still thinks he'd make a great partner for someone else, and then she stands and says, I need to go freshen up. (laughs) And Andy, you said she's broken up with a lot of guys. Oh, yeah, and used that same stupid line. Which one? (laughs) That you'll make a great partner for someone else. Yeah. That's the worst. That's actually, that's worse than it's me, it's not you. Mm. To me, that's the lowest one. I think what got me about it is it felt canned. Like it didn't, there was no meaning behind it. I didn't feel like she meant the words. I felt like she heard herself saying something that made her sound like a nice person for having said. But it also has no meaning. 
it has no meaning at all. Yeah. Saying that it's like saying you could say you could be dating like a, like an anteater. Yeah. And be like, you know what? You're you're gonna find someone who you're a great partner for. Yeah, he's gonna find an anteater. <laughs> not a human. Okay. Like it's just a meaningless thing to say. It means nothing. I could be talking to the to like a like a, a desk chair. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna find someone who's a great yeah, match. You're, right. you're gonna find you, another chair. You're making a good point. It's not really it's not a compliment. No, it's actually it could be seen as a diss. It's actually a passive aggressive insult because you're saying is like, yeah, don't worry, you'll find someone who's just the right match for you. <laughs> Braden in his ITM says that she was so warm one minute and cold as ice the next. And this continues. He pours his heart out to a few people, uh, including a very uninterested looking Wells. (laughs) He's earning his dough. (laughs) And a freshened up cat now arrives at the bar, seeming all giddy. And Kylie, this made me really like Kylie. She was like, girl, maybe like consider, she actually did. She didn't say girl. That's too condescending. She was like, yeah, I know you're on a high right now and you're really happy, but maybe consider the people around you. And Kat's like, what? What's going on? Who's who's talking about me? What do you mean? So defensive. Really? Like not a good look defensive. And she's like, we're talking now. It felt very mean girls. Yeah. It felt very, uh, what's her name? Rachel McAdams and mean girls. That's what I thought. It's like. Girl chat now, let's go. And everyone's just like, okay. Yeah, like she's the queen bee, like the mean queen bee. Yes. And I love, love, love how Kat and Jess held her to this. They, they, you know, they're like, you know, just consider that Brayden's here. You know, they basically have empathy. And Kat, that, that's not her strong suit, no. it would seem. Because all she can hear is that. Brayden has been talking about her. So, of course, now she storms over to Brayden and she comes at him hard here. Unnecessary. For talking to other people about how he perceives their conversation to have gone. And the gist here is that she doesn't validate his feelings at all and accuses him of being argumentative and confrontational. Oh, Oh, I was getting narcissism vibes. This is like a gastle narcissism. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to say that. No, I didn't say either word. It's a (laughs) gastlicism. It felt like she wasn't capable of seeing this whole scenario through any lens that wasn't serving her or would serve to make her look good. And it was such a bad look, like what choices she made based on that. Yeah. Like, and the hypocrisy in what she was saying, calling him confrontational and argumentative. Like well, as she was like basically yelling it at him. It was, she did the exact wrong thing. Yeah. She should have laid her arms down. And then he's like, I'm sorry for feeling what I'm feeling. You can't just tell me I'm wrong for feeling what I'm feeling. And she's like, okay, Brayden. And she gets up and leaves. And then he's like, what was the point of that conversation? She turned him into the bad guy in her mind. In Oh yeah. But all she did was turn herself into the bad guy. Like I feel like she could have been defended a little bit earlier. Like, okay, I like Tanner better, blah, blah, blah. She'd be like so many other people before her who left their spark for someone else, whatever. But in this, it was just like, wow, you, it was a, what'd you call it? Narcissus lighting? Um, no, gaslicism. <laughs> Narcissism. Okay. <laughs> Gaslicism. Gaslicism. Braden in his ITM says that just because she can turn it off like a light doesn't mean that he can or should be expected to. I mean, obviously he's right. I cannot picture anyone being Team Cat in this. No. She did exactly the wrong thing at every turn. Yes. She was just so unlikable in this. And I I kind of was bummed, honestly, because 
we came to her defense on Zach's season, yeah. another villain actually, sort oh, yeah. of somewhat villainy. Yeah. But this is the moment where you're like, oh, that would have been really tough to live with. Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't think that her stealing Zach and kissing him before Charity's date was that big of a deal. And so, you know, as, as Brooklyn kept coming after her for that, I was like, I don't know if no. Kat did that much wrong. But then you see this and you're like, oh, it was really just the catalyst. You know, they were probably already very annoyed at her lack of being able to take responsibility. Yeah. Well, with sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. Okay, so now we have Mercedes and Tyler. They claim to have seen a shooting star mm. and to drive that home. I mean, home. I believe that. Yeah. I just don't know if it was the one that they showed. <laughs> we now get a little background here. He says he saw Zach's season, thought she was gorgeous, wanted to meet her. She reveals he was her number one on her list. Things like this. I'm back to wondering how well they knew each other. I refuse to believe that it was just, oh, I saw you on the season. Oh, yeah. There's always a little, I think there's there's a heavy DMing going on that yes. we don't know about. Yeah. And I, to the point where it's like, are you going on Paradise? In that case, I'm going to go on because I really want to meet you. I think it's that explicit. Oh, yeah. I think they know that they're going to see the person based on their DMs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they see a raccoon, which is seen as another sign. That's good. I was watching some raccoon videos recently. Really? I got, I got very deep down a rabbit hole of raccoons eating grapes. Oh, is yeah. it cute? Oh, <laughs> I mean, is it cute? <laughs> I found that the raccoon had a very small tail. For some reason, I always imagine a raccoon having a larger tail than that. Yeah, raccoons really, I think have decent sized tails. I don't know what But I'm I never think about. of a raccoon tail. I think of a raccoon paw and face. <laughs> okay. when I think of raccoons. So Tyler asks what she wished for on that shooting star and reveals that his wish was a kiss. Oh. Family feud answer. Oh. Andy, you said these people don't know how to create real romance. It's just all superficiality. That was even more romance than usual. Like at least he made the effort. <laughs> yeah. But I agree. It felt so canned. It's how many kisses on this show are you like, ooh. Not this one. Well, not almost not any. I mean, some some kisses are good, mm -hmm. but the first kiss is always so formulaic. Not to discredit them, but I think there's some pressure on the show to get that kiss. It's like winning, you know, getting a Mario flag when you jump on the flag. Yeah. Maybe when you finish it. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that was pretty good. You know what I'm talking about? No, exactly. I mean, you jump on the flag. I never really aced that. Aced that? I literally never get anywhere further than the very base of the flag. You're just like, yeah. Like, I don't even make it to the flag. They just give it to me. They're like, okay, we'll give you the bottom of the flag. All right. So Mercedes and Tyler return hand in hand and talk about how Mercedes' white band-aid matches his white pants. That's people point that out when they arrive back on the beach. I mean, this, uh, is, this is the conversation God. we all been waiting for. Uh, I want to hear more about the women on Golden Bachelor. God. And Will is looking pretty forlorn, so Mercedes asks to speak with him. This conversation felt pretty pointless. Like, I felt like Mercedes came off looking pretty good. She's like, she said she just needs to marinate on things pretty much. And he's like, I'm, he, he's like, I'm sad. I don't know. What was the point of this conversation? I'm not sure. I, don't, I never understand really what the function of like, I wanted to check in and see how you're doing. To her credit, she did not pull a cat. She did not get defensive or anything. She was just like, okay, well, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm feeling. It just sort of felt though that she was maybe buying herself time, but it was still the right call. Yeah, she like did you, the right thing. Yeah, she was sweet. She meant well. She didn't know, like you know, Mercedes it's hard, is sweet. It's hard to do this. Yeah, she tried her best. But I, it still felt like painful because I really had. 
had a moment with them. Yeah. Well, you really had a moment with them last week. Yeah. You were into it. <laughs> I was into it. I felt and, like it's, this had legs. Yeah, and how quickly it yeah. just vanished. Okay, so we're back to Sam's bowels again. She reveals everything to Aaron S. And she's mortified in doing so. But he handles this so well. <sighs> Isn't it so nice when someone just exceeds your expectations? Yeah, he really steps up. It turns out that he deals with this a lot for his job as a firefighter and paramedic. Yeah, what what kind of fighter fire is he? He's like, Aaron, we got a four alarm fire on Maine and Broad. What do we do? He's like, okay, grab some Dokalax and as many prunes <laughs> as you can get your hands on. Yeah, he takes it upon himself to rescue her, brings her platters of specific foods, like beans, and they toast to making shit happen and leads her in some actual exercises i thought this was really cute i know that it's like a silly thing it was cute he was really caring for her yeah as a as a woman in that situation you're like oh i'm sure she wouldn't have even told him except she needed to give a little context as to why she might be gone in the morning there was a sentence though that would be hilarious taken out of context he says i can't wait to see her 10 pounds lighter Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not a great look. All right. So this episode wraps with her in bed rubbing her stomach. And Andy, you said, is she trying to push it down? You were sort of laughing at this. And then I had to remind you that many times when Andy was backed out, he was trying to push it down too. how quickly we forget. Uh, Thanks for reminding them. You were physically you you even had like a a path that you were. I I was reading. I, I saw a diagram. I saw a video. I actually watched a YouTube video oh. of how, what direction you go and how to oh, push it down. So she was doing it right. She was doing it right. Isn't it sad that that's our cliffhanger? That's it. It's poo, baby, <laughs> harder than a stone. Oh. She's probably going home <laughs> to. Oh, I started too, too low. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's the only problem. Harder than a stone. <laughs> All right, so that brings us, Andy, to our credits. This was the highlight of the whole episode for me. It's Brayden, A.B., Aaron S., and Jess sitting next to each other, and they give him a beat, and Jess gives the topic of hope. And Brayden appears to freestyle. If he was freestyling, this this was very impressive. Is it possible that he was freestyling? It's very possible, if it's (laughs) Brayden. Andy, you said if that was indeed freestyling, then he should be doing this with his career. Like this is his thing. Yeah, that was nuts. I have to assume that at least a big chunk of that was like he had that from something else or something. Like maybe he he has freestyles that he like throws a thing in that sort of fits with anything. Yeah. Like in the middle, it could have fit with anything. <laughs> Not necessarily hope. Yeah, it could have been anything. It's like those improv shows where they say something, but then they pretty much do the thing they were going to do anyway. And okay, they like yeah. throw a little bit of the thing in. Yeah, yeah. But everything else felt, it felt bespoke. I it was felt amazed. like he was freestyling. I was amazed by this. It was very impressive. Yeah. All right, Andy, that brings us to your A game. Who wins? I'm going to give it to Brayden. Okay. In I- defeat. Oh, he handled it so well. He couldn't have handled it better. And he really held his own, too. I liked how when Kat was really coming at him, he wasn't like, oh, okay. And he also wasn't retaliatory. You can tell he's a lover. Brayden is oh, yeah. not a no. hater. Nope. He just wants to get along. You know, she made such a scene and just made herself look like ugh, it was not a good look. It was one of those classic moments where it's like, well, you just made it easier for him to lose you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when she got up and left, it's like, okay, well, at least you've taken away some of the pain of having lost you. You could see it in his face. He yeah. brightened up. He was like, oh. 
Yeah. Okay. Maybe that I'm, wasn't too bad. Yeah. Maybe I'm not so upset about losing her after yeah. all. But he never got defensive. Mm-hmm. He just laid out his case. He was emotive. He was he was honest. Yep. With his feelings. He wasn't demanding of anything. Very mature for 24. Yeah. Okay. Finally, Andy, who would we go for? Easy, Jess. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. I feel like Jess has been, so you've been hovering around Jess, yeah. but this is the week where it's like, obviously Jess. Oh yeah. I respect that. Jess is the one I would want to be friends with mm-hmm. on this season. She's so likable. She even, every eyebrow raise, it's the right reaction to things. She's really coming to her own on this show. I didn't feel like I really knew her. She's, there's a lot of kind of crying and she was super, I think she was really shy Yeah. on her season. Mm-hmm. And now she's kind of more relaxed and we're just getting to see the real Jess and I'm into it. Okay, so we I mean, it makes sense that I would go for Blake Moynes yet again. Mm, we're going to have some trouble here. <laughs> he doesn't. No, I, I would actually think there's no trouble. No, you're right, actually. It works perfectly. <laughs> yeah, we haven't really seen a ton from him, but every time he says anything, actually, there was a moment where he was talking, he was sort of narrating what was happening between Tyler and Mercedes. And in his ITM, he was just like, well, yeah. And like, Tyler's so hot. Like if, if he goes for Mercedes, blah, blah, blah. Like the way he said it was oh. completely sincere. And him saying that about another guy being just so hot. Like it's a real concern for yeah, me. Yeah, it was endearing. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Big fan of both yeah, of them. We could do it. We could pull an avatar with the two of them. Like I could avatar uh, Blake, Blake, and you could avatar. Wait, wait, Jess. is that weird? <laughs> that get weird? I think that got weird. <laughs> Yeah, right. All right, Andy, then that's a wrap for episode three. I would say this episode was still not as good as episode one, but way better than episode two. Oh, yeah. I just hated the Hannah Brown bonfire thing so much. Yeah, this this got back to just just average crappiness. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.